Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Jesus warned us from the beginning that following him would involve opposition. And we can miss it a little bit in our Western situation, right? We don't, you know, I've never had somebody plot to kill me for following Jesus, right? So it can feel different. But this is still the norm across the world right now. Following Jesus is not an easy thing. In fact, many of us have probably experienced opposition because of our faith. In today's message, Pastor David is going to be talking about how Jesus knew we would face persecution and warned us of that. When we face it, he calls us to hold fast and cling to him even more. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts, chapter 23, as he begins his message, What Did You Expect? Today we're going to be in Acts chapter 23, starting in verse 11. Take a minute with me right now. Close your eyes and settle into your imagination for just a second. Picture with me, what does it look like to follow Jesus? What comes into your mind? What what should your life look like when you're following Jesus? Try to let it come to your mind. Just think through. Now think with me, where is that expectation coming from? What's shaping that picture? Last week, we read about how Paul, after years of going to the different non-Jewish nations, he was going into Asia, into Turkey, into Greece, into the different parts of Rome, sharing the gospel. He had an opportunity to go back home and fulfill a dream he had, a desire he had to share the gospel with his own people. With where he had come from. He said in, in the book of Romans, he said that he had such a desire to see his fellow countrymen know Jesus, know the Messiah that they'd been looking forward to, that he would give up his own salvation if it meant that they could be saved. Deep, deep desire for his brethren to be saved. And he got to share the gospel before the council, before the Pharisees that he had probably been a part of. It tells us he'd been a Pharisee among Pharisees. He's like, you know, trained under the best teachers. These were his people. This was his community. 
first they heard him out. But as he was faithful to the whole message of the gospel, told them everything that Jesus had called him to, everything Jesus has done, they turned on him and became so violent that his guards had to escort him out. His, he, was a, he was in jail, and the, the jail guards, the prison guards, had to, had to take him back to jail because he was going to be ripped apart by the mob otherwise. And so we pick this up here in Acts 23, verse 11, and tells us that the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. Take heart. As you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. You're not going to just be done here. This isn't the note that you go out on. And when it was day, some of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under an oath, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Now there were more than 40 who had formed this conspiracy. And they came to the chief priests and elders and said, we have bound ourselves under a great oath that we will eat nothing until we have killed Paul. Now therefore, you, together with the council, suggest to the commander, the Roman commander, that Paul be brought down to you tomorrow as though you were going to make further inquiries concerning him. But we are ready to kill him before he comes. Doesn't this feel a little bit extreme? I mean, 40 men are not going to even drink water, not going to eat, not going to drink water, until they've killed Paul. And th- this is the third time in the last few days that Paul has been had, had an attempt on his life. And the first two were, you know, the mob gets stirred up and they're passionate, but this is very calculated, right? I mean, they've taken time and made a plan, come together, bound themselves to an oath. I mean, try to put yourself in this situation. A lot of us are not from here, right? Think about what it would be to go back home. You've been away for a while, you go back home, and you're sharing the gospel with your old neighbors and old coworkers, some relatives, you know, your cousin's cousin and such and such, right? Like people you still kind of know, or you know their families, you definitely know the culture. You know what it's like when you've been away from your own culture and you go back to it. There's something that you feel when that happens. That, But they turn on you. And they hate you. And they're shouting insults at you. And they want to kill you. It would be discouraging, right? The emotions wrapped up in that would be hard. And, it, I mean, it feels abnormal, right? This feels disproportionate. Paul is talking, and they're trying to kill him. It's not like he was shouting insults at them. Right? He was declaring to them the love of God, and they try to kill him. And it's not normal, right, in the sense of it's true. There's something about this that's abnormal. It's outside of how things ought to work. We know, I'm, like, I'm telling you that God loves you and died for you and loves the people around you, and you're trying to kill me. Why such a violent response? But it is normal in that it's the pattern globally. And it's what Jesus told us to expect. And so today we're going to just explore that a little bit. The first thing, the foundation of everything we're going to talk about is just we have to expect opposition. In John 16, start at the very start of the chapter, and the whole chapter continues on this. I'd encourage you to go and look back at it. But in the first couple of verses here, Jesus said, These things 
I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They're going to put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. These things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. He says, I'm telling you because you need to be ready for it. It's going to come. Jesus warned us from the beginning that following him would involve opposition. And we can miss it a little bit in our Western situation, right? We don't, you know, I've never had somebody plot to kill me for following Jesus, right? So it can feel different. But this is still the norm across the world right now. There's an organization called Open Doors that supports missionaries in other countries and right the global church. They support the global church, provide resources to people under persecution. And they reported that in just the last year, 2020, there have been over 340 million Christians living in places where they experience high levels of persecution and discrimination. In the top 50 world watch list countries alone, 309 million Christians in the world experience high levels of persecution and discrimination for their choice to follow Christ. They're saying just in those top 50 nations, there's a lot more nations that persecute than that, but just in those top 50. One in eight Christians worldwide is experiencing high levels of persecution, right? You lose your job. The government takes away your kids. You're beaten. Your family ostracizes you. That's what they're talking about when they say high levels of persecution. And actually, Forbes magazine earlier in the year commented on this report saying that for the first time in the World Watch List's 29-year tenure, every single country in the top 50 is ranked as experiencing very high or extreme levels of persecution. I remember looking at this list a few years ago when that was not true. When you know Some of the countries, it's harder to follow Christ. What they're saying is, as of last year, all 50 of the top countries are scoring more than 60 points out of 100. This is talking about, you know, it's really costly. There's physical violence. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the Book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.